so Whoa, 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 whoa uh, Clear out the room, I'm coming through They wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it I'm today's trying to tap it Wow, what's going on? It's your boy Dolo J And welcome to this episode of Kicking the Dolo Podcast It's a podcast, man Basically, this episode, man, we're going to be talking about NBA Strictly. I know I bring y'all some football, too. We're going with the playoffs this episode, man. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We're going to talk about a couple series, you know, well, really all the series, you know, the games that have transpired so far since the last. But the first series we're going to talk about is the Heat versus the Rup 3-1 in the series. You know, we're going to start off talking about game two. Game two was really like a beginning to the end. The Heat just came out and stifled Trey Young and the Hawks offense really didn't allow them to do what they normally do, you know, which is get out and run and lobs and you know just play fast and a couple stats from game two we got jimmy butler with 45 points five rebounds five assists basically you know he was getting to the basket at will getting to the free throw line at will made 11 of his 12 free throws zero fouls and zero t- that's a good thing man to have 45 points with no turnovers and no foul and well done by donovich you know he had 29 but you know the hawks did, definitely you know couldn't really do their thing all right, now we're going on to game three. The Hawks won 111 to 110 on the game winning floater with 4.9 seconds left from Trey Young. He had 24 points. Tyler Hero had 24 points. And Kyle Lowry left the game with a, a hamstring injury. So I really didn't see the play where the injury transpired for Lowry. Um, I know the Heat were up. The Hawks were up by double digits. Then the Heat came back into the lead by double digits. Then the Hawks came back towards the end and, you know, made it a good game and did their thing. Like I said, Trey Young really came on at the end, hitting that logo three, and then, you know, basically down the stretch, keeping them in the game, whether it was a lob, you know, big basket. Him and Bogdanovich, they really got, they really, they really was cooking that game. And now we're going to move on to game four. It was a win by the Heat, 110 to 86. Another game where, you know, they just held the Hawks under 100 points, you know, stifling defense. Gabe Vincent was doing this thing. They still have yet to play Victor Oladipo. You know, but, you know, Jimmy Butler and, you know, the guys that got out there basically been doing their thing. And he got out of hand after the second quarter. You know, Butler with 36 points. He had like 24, I believe, was scoring. But, you know, they couldn't really they couldn't really do nothing with the Heat, man. Like I said, they up 3-1. Going to see what's going on. Game 5, I want to say game 5 is tomorrow. So we're going to definitely see what's going on with that. Now we're going to move on to the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves series. That series is tied at two games. Came out the win game two after getting punched in the mouth on game one. Really did his thing. 23 points, nine rebounds, 10 assists. You responded to the last game very well. Like I said, they got punched in the mouth at home. They came back and, you know, split the series at home. Ant had 20 points. Wasn't really doing his thing. Carl Anthony Towns was, you know, basically doing Carl Anthony Towns things, you know, getting fouls and stuff when he wasn't really supposed to on jump shots and stuff like that. Game three, the, Miz, the Griffith, nah, Memphis Grizzlies came out again and with another W. 26 from Desmond Baines, and John Moran had a triple-double with 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. They won that game 104-95. to Ant had 22 points. They, uh, again, Carl Anthony Towns was doing the same thing again in game three. But now in game four, Minnesota actually came up with the win, you know, tied the series back up 118-119. Cat had 33 points this game. He wasn't really in a lot of foul trouble. You could really see, like, in his mannerisms and how he was just going about himself throughout the game that, you know, he didn't really come to play around, joke around. It was a little thing John Morant posted after game three, telling us we in Minnesota now. He was laughing at it. I guess Towns might have seen the tweet or whatever and, you know, took exception to that and was like, all right, well, no more BS. I just got to come out and do my thing. All right, so next series we're going to move on to is the Pelicans and the Suns. 
New Orleans actually came out with the winning game, too, after Devin Booker got injured in the fourth quarter, but he had 31 points in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. So the Pelicans came out with a 125 to 114 victory. Ingram had 37 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, and just basically took over the fourth quarter. I think he had 19 in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. And he injured his ankle in the third quarter. He was hobbled a little bit, but he still came out and did his thing. You know, CP3 wasn't really you know, CP3 and Aiden, you know, he was having a hard time with Valanciunas. All right, we're going to go to game three. The Suns actually came back, you know, game 114-111. Aiden had 28 points and 17 rebounds. Chris Paul had 28 points and 14 assists. So both of them basically was eating. I think a lot of Chris Paul's just came to Aiden anyway, but Aiden, he just he was just more aggressive that game. CJ had 30 and Brandon Ingram had 34. All right, so game four came back out with a with a nice win to even up the series at two. In the 103 victory, 30 points from Ingram and 23 from DeAndre Ayton. I really just wanted this game, man. This is one of the games, especially in the fourth quarter that was getting in Chris Paul's head. You know, Valentinus was also still doing his thing the whole game. He had a playoff career high. Like 25, maybe 26 points. Uh, he definitely was doing his thing. You know, he was catching on the block, be very aggressive. You know, he hit a three, but he wasn't, he's not really a shooter, but really doing his thing. He was really doing his thing. So, all right. So now we're going to go in the net series. That's the nerve to be up 3-0 in the series. And, and everybody was expecting Ben Simmons to come back. Now, they're, I, now I think I read something where Ben Simmons is not going to play in game four. I don't know what the reason is, but he's also still trying to get his $20 million back from the Sixers. Um, I'm not really going to speak about him trying to get his money back. A lot of people say he shouldn't have gotten his money because he didn't play. Um, I don't know what the situation is. So therefore I'm not going to, you know, really too much touch on that. I feel like if he is healthy though, he should go ahead and get out there because you're on, you know, this is what you're getting paid to do. But at the same time, like if this is really a passion of yours and really something that you want to do, why not get out there with your boy, especially if you just came from a situation where you didn't want to be in and now you're in a situation where you feel like he knows. We'll see. Um, I think game four is tonight, so we'll definitely see how that goes. Definitely see how that goes. Game two, the Celtics came out win 114-107, 23 from Jalen Brown, and the Celtics had seven of their eight players in double figures. KD had 27 points, but he went 0 for 10 in the second half, and Kyrie only had 10 points. That game, it was kind of how fun was a little bit. Basically, with you know the Nets being up big towards the towards the end of the game, like within the last four or five minutes of the game, and the Celtics just storming back and doing their thing. Um, they're really doing the Celtics are really doing a number defensively on Kevin Durant. Like I have nobody has ever seen Kevin Durant like this, and we don't know if it's just like a mental thing. Also, it, the person like he said one thing like he was like, "What's different about him?" He's like the personnel. Basically, like the Celtics have the right type of team structure to do what they need to do defensively, to be in the top defensive team in the NBA this season, you know, especially during the second half after January 1st is when they really, really turned on and, you know, start doing their thing. They actually was the top team in the East for like a good week or two. Yeah, they're really just stifling KD, man. And also they did it in the third game as well when they 109 to 103. Tatum had 39 this game with six assists. Bruce Brown still been doing his thing, you know, but it's just – the Celtics defense, man, Jason Tatum had six steals, man, steals. And, you know, Jalen Brown also came on towards the end to, you know, steal the deal. So the next series we're going to go on to is the Toronto Raptors versus the Philadelphia 76ers. That series right now is 3-1. We're going to talk about game two. So in game two, just another easy win for the 76ers, 112-97. And B had 31 points and OG and Nobi had 26. I really thought this was going to be a sweep. No team has been swept yet. In the first round, I really thought, like, with game four, I really thought 
that this was going to be a sweep. You know, 76ers with another, especially, yeah, how game three went. That was another 76ers win, 104 to 101. Um, the crazy thing about that was the 76ers never led like during regulation. That, that was the first time I think they led was in overtime. And B with the game winning three, basically from the wing after that timeout, you know, Doc Rivers. A lot of people say Doc Rivers shouldn't have got that timeout because of where he was actually stepping on the court during the field. Of, I mean, not the field of play, but actually stepping on the court while play was going on. Supposed to win that game, you could say they got bailed out, but had a double-digit lead at halftime, so they shouldn't even really let the boys get back in. But they came out with a winning game for 110-102. You know, Jordan B was having thumb pain. Um, didn't really, you know, effective in game four from me watching the highlights and stuff like that. He wasn't really in the game for the majority of the time. I thought he wasn't going to play, actually. In game four, you know, just probably just trying to come back and, you know, trying to put the boys out in game five. But Siakam had 34 points and five assists, and Harden had 22 points. But it was just a Toronto win. The boys decided that they did not want to get swept. All right, so the very next series we're going to talk about is the Bucks versus the Bulls. The Bucks are up 3-1 in that series, but we're going to talk about game two right now. So Chicago won that game, 114-110 is their only win, actually, in the entire series. Giannis had 33, but DeRozan, he just did his thing down the stretch, getting to the basket, you know, mid-range. Interesting thing I heard during the broadcast saying that he modeled his game after George Gervin. George Gervin was a was a very good, not even a very good, an excellent mid-range shooter. Like, if you know history, then you know George Gervin and him. is like Stephen Curry with the three ball, basically. Like, mid-range was just cash money. All right, so now the Bucks won game three in a blowout by 30. 111 to 81. They had 22 points from Grayson Allen. Giannis only had like 18, 19 points, but it was just, it just dominated them boys. Vucevic had 19 points. And then game four, another Bucks victory, 119 95. 32 points from Giannis, 24 from Grayson Allen. No, 27 from Grayson Allen, excuse me. And 24 from Zach Levine, another blowout. You know, basically, I think DeRozan only shot like nine shots that game. He wasn't really. Just really stifled, man. Like it's just like they couldn't get nothing going. I'll see how that. I, I kind of do expect them to get one more game though before the series ends. I do expect to get one more game, but I, I I'm pretty sure the Bucks are gonna close it out game six. All right, so the next series we're gonna go on to is the Warriors and the Nuggets. We're gonna talk about game two. So with game two was a one twenty six to one hundred six victory by the Warriors. Thirty four from Curry off the bench and twenty six from Jokic. The boys has really been doing their thing, especially with their new death lineup that they have. The old death lineup used to contain of Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. That's their old death lineup. But now they didn't found a new death lineup with Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green running the five. Um, they've they've Basically, you know, they've been outscoring the Nuggets. They've been doing good with the death lineup, but the Nuggets have been out-rebounding when that lineup is on the court. Um, I don't really know the exact stats, but I think they're out-rebounding them probably by like a good 10, 15 rebounds. So even though, you know, the death lineup is good for scoring, we got to see if they can find a lineup where they can get some rebounding as well. Game three of the victory by the Warriors, 118-113. Jokic had 37, but basically, you know, with – Poole with 27, Curry with 27, and Clay with 26. You're not getting no victory if only one player, you know, really scores like 37. Now, if somebody else would have came with a 35 and then you had somebody with a 25, then, you know, you probably would have been able to stay in the game. But 
was real easy. And then I was watching, I want to say it was First Things First, and Antoine Walker, former NBA player. I think he's actually an NBA champion, too, with the Miami Heat. He was saying, basically, like, they were talking about the lineup. And he was saying, like, the Nuggets are undermanned, so you can basically try stuff on them. And I kind of felt that way. I kind of, you know, agree with them. But at the same time, I can also see also can be a good lineup. But series to series, do I see that lineup working on every team they play? No, because it's some teams that can actually, you know, that has a, a lineup that can actually rebound well and also score with you. So with that being said, we'll see how that lineup goes if they, you know, try it in the next round if they move on. But the game four, Nuggets came out with a victory 129-121. Jokic had another 37-point performance. Curry had 33 points. But, you know, Jokic after the game basically said, we didn't deserve to be swept. Now, do they deserve to win the series? Probably. People probably don't expect them to win the series. But at the same time, the boys came out with some pride and said, no, we're not going to be swept. You're not going to sweep us. We're going to at least get a game off of you, and that's a good thing. You know, you want to always want to come out there with some pride, and, you know, you just don't want to just give up four games in a row. you got to at least get one. So they came out on their home court and they did their thing. So the next series we're going to move on to, Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. All right, so in game two, Dallas came out with a victory to tie the series, 110-104. Brunson had 41 points, playoff career high for him. And the Mavericks, man, 22 uncontested threes, making 17 of them. Shook this game, man. Like, Maxi Kleber hit eight threes. He had, like, 26 points, I believe. Game three, Dallas came out with another victory, 126 to 118. Brunson, another 31 points. D. Mitch, threes that game. Um, excuse me, not eight, nine threes. They didn't even hit double-digit threes. So, being said, move on to game four. Another Jazz victory to tie the series at two. 100 to 99. Clarkson had 25 points. Luka Doncic returned from his hamstring injury. Well, they say it was hamstring, but they called it a calf. I don't really know the difference between that, but Luka had 30 points in his return. And but the Jazz, you know, the Mavericks definitely could have won the game. I could definitely see this series being 3-1, but you know, towards the end, with about 11 seconds left, you know, the Jazz came down off a miss. Dwight Powell missed two clutch free throws, man. If he just either hits one free throw, this game is going in overtime. But he missed both free throws. He came down. The Jazz came down. Donovan with the ball in uh, D. Mitch's hands. We'll go bear, lob, game winner. Spencer Dinwiddie couldn't hit the game winning shot. He probably should have still try and got to the basket instead of shooting a three, but they did come. But they definitely, definitely could have won that game. I could have seen either team win that game, but the Jazz just ended up pulling the pulling it out so all right so something new that i'm doing that i'm going to try and do during the nba portion of the playoffs is give y'all my player of the week and the player of the week in my opinion is jason tatum of the boston celtics yeah he he only had in one game but it's just his defense and how he's been playing basically throughout the series him and Jalen brown and then you can also make a case for jimmy butler as player of the week too especially with how the heat's been doing especially with his success. Butler, I think, scored 20 points in almost every game except the game they lost. So you could also go Jimmy Butler, too. But I'm going to go Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Little episode, just a strictly NBA episode, just recapping the playoffs, man. Next week, I'll be bringing y'all the NFL draft, man. And, you know, we'll be going over the top 10 picks and the trade-ups and stuff like that. And we'll also be having more playoff games. Y'all stay tuned, man. 
It's Dolo J, man, signing off. Appreciate you. So. Uh, clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to tap it 